Hello and welcome to another week of Agency Journey. This is Craig McKenzie and I'm excited to share with you this week the conversation that I was able to have with Jeremy Ellens from an agency called Yasimo and their flagship product, Lead Quizzes. So his story is one that sounds very, very similar, very familiar to my story and Andrew's story of starting an agency in college, um, connecting with your co-founder there in school, starting it well in college, figuring out how, how do we want to do things, how are we going to scale um, in the in the short term after that, and then ultimately evolving and transitioning into the SaaS space. So they've now crossed the million dollar run rate with their uh, with their software, leadquizzes.com. Congratulations to Jeremy and the, and the whole team on that milestone. And we talk about everything from the lessons he learned making that transition from agency to SaaS to the tactical what makes a successful quiz and how do you reduce uh, lead generation costs and, and obviously grow the business by using this tactic of lead generation quizzes. So with that, I will, uh, I'll turn myself off and I'll let you tune into our conversation that Jeremy and I had um, with Jeremy Ellens from Yasimo and leadquizzes.com. How do you build an agency that allows you to live the dream that you have for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your team, while at the same time helping your clients knock it out of the park and doing it all profitably? These are the big questions that we tackle here on the Agency Journey Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Dembski. Now let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Agency Journey. This week, this is Gray, and I have the honor and privilege of bringing on Jeremy Ellens from Yasimo, is the name of his agency, and then also built out uh, Lead Quizzes, which we'll be getting into both of those here on the podcast. But Jeremy, thanks for taking the time to join me, man. Yeah, thanks so much, Gray. I'm, I'm excited to dive into the story. Um, so let's go back. I don't know whether this is the start. Nothing's really this. It's so hard to know where the start is because <laughs> every every story kind of connects. But here's my guess from from digging into uh, your background a little bit. You're in college, going to school, and you start Yasmo end of 2011, early 2012. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So let's just kind of start there, since that's at least the beginning of that journey. Um, what was with the with the name? with your goals, what were you trying to accomplish at that point? Yeah. So to be honest, like we were just, a, we were just trying to like create a, uh, a cool company that we could like do full time and not have to go out and find jobs. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, so that was the main thing. I was really into like tech at the time. I met my business partner, Donnaberry, just sitting across the table in this kind of like entrepreneurial setting at Arizona state. And, uh, we started talking about what each other were doing. Like I had a, uh, another startup that I was getting a lot of press for and like, um, it was a veterinary app and he was working on like outsourcing and project managing projects through like uh, Odesk at the time. And so yep. we kind of thought we had like some complementary talents there. So we started working together and uh, uh, yeah, started Yasmo. So we started doing some service work, uh, you know, a mobile website for someone. We did another site called Clear My Guilt, which is one of those, uh, you know, you'd post anonymous things just for like entertainment. Yep. Um, so we just, we just started taking on whatever we could get, honestly, in like the the web development space, and so that's where things began. So I know that at least uh, at least from the website, you talk about um, working with with SaaS companies or um, basically, or maybe a SaaS marketing company. Is the agent or is Yasimo still an active agency today where you're serving 
other other companies or is it 100% doing marketing for your own products? Yeah, so uh, 100% for our own stuff right now. So yeah, when we got into lead quizzes, we built lead quizzes through our service side. So there's a lot of things that I can go into that we did wrong on a service <laughs> side. But like when we started getting successful, we really niched down and focused on like, uh, you know, a service as a product. I think it, uh, the E-Myth talks about that a lot. So basically what that was for us was we were helping people generate leads and we were happening to do that using quizzes. And so that got pretty like predictable and repeatable where we could get, you know, repeatable results for people. Um, we could stack up a bunch of clients and it would just be like easy to train people on. So what we would do is we'd do a quiz setup where we'd write a quiz for someone um, and then we would advertise that on Facebook for people. And so that was the recurring uh, business model to it. And okay. so that's how we got started with lead quizzes. That's awesome. And what time, so is the agency evolves from, I guess, 2012 through, when, when do you guys start doing lead quizzes? Or And maybe walk us through, because so many agencies um, listening, I've gone through this personally, running an agency, you have this desire to build, like, how do I productize this or systematize um, my business? And there's a lot of different ways to do that. But one of the most, most popular ways or ways that people, I think, perceive or think of most, most quickly is, can I build a SaaS? app or some kind of application so how did um i guess where does lead quizzes kind of branch off in, into its own thing and maybe talk about just the thinking behind making that decision as well yeah so we kind of had two phases before lead quizzes the first was kind of that web design and web development and that was frustrating for a bunch of reasons you know one it was like super subjective so you'd build out a design that you thought was amazing and um you'd set it up but the clients would always have their opinion about it and so that was like pretty frustrating um, we eventually were able to scale from those thousand dollar, two thousand dollar sites to where we were charging like twenty to forty grand for sites. Um, but some of the like the pains in that model for us was like there was no recurring revenue. So pretty much you would close something and then you hope you could have like a team to like handle everything and then you'd have to go and chase that next deal right away. Um so that was frustrating on our end. On the client side, you know, they would hire us to build out this whole thing. They'd say this is exactly what we want, we'd build exactly what they want. And then they come back to us and say, well, what about the traffic and what about like the sales? Like, I'm not seeing an increase. Um, well, it wasn't that wasn't really part of the strategy. So then we started focusing on like take these big twenty to forty thousand dollar projects, just divide that in like over six months. So um, we got it down to about thirty five hundred dollars a month. So we had recurring revenue built in. We started focusing on, you know, driving traffic for people, building out like sales funnels. Um, this was like pre like click funnels and lead pages days. So building those out, um, doing like infusion software people. And, uh, we were kind of like all over the place. Like we were doing custom stuff. We were working with custom like shopping stores. And so that was like pretty difficult to be able to like scale, um, you know, and train a team off of. So we started looking around at like, what have we done really well? And we had one campaign where we helped a, uh, a hormone doctor, grow her list from basically zero to 35,000 people in six months. And we did that wow. using a hormone quiz. Yeah. So we did it around something like, you know, do you have like a uh, low energy? It could be because of your hormones, like take this quiz to find out. Um, and so we helped her build this huge list that, uh, she then launched a book to and became a national bestseller and started selling a lot more online and having a bigger impact. Wow. What a story. That's, that's like an awesome case study to launch off of. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that was really the inspiration. I mean, we just kept like evolving. And I think that's one of the things that we were like successful about is I saw a lot of our peers where they would run into a roadblock and then they'd switch into a completely different industry where we just kept like kind of like listening, like what did our customers want? What did we need? How could we improve our business model? And that's kind of how we evolved into getting in uh, to the software, which I can talk more about here. Right. 
Well, let's go there because you guys get through. Now, this is uh, 2015, if I'm remembering right, that you were working with. Was it Dr. Tammy? Was that the name of the the hormone yep. doctor? Okay. Yep. Um, so, so how does that kind of where does the well? Maybe we could even start with just kind of lead quizzes. How that how that service works right now, um, and I guess to clarify even before that, Jeremy. Is lead quizzes still a part of Yasmo, um, or is it its separate entity? How did you guys structure that? Yeah, so we just, it, I mean, it's like under Yasmo, but that's like all we do. So all we do now is lead quizzes. So okay. we did Yasmo as like an agency from like around uh, 2012 to around 2015. And then we started doing like lead quizzes as a managed service for people in 2015. And then we came out with the software January 2016. Okay, makes sense. Cool. So let's dive into the software model. Right now, um, somebody goes to the website, leadquizzes.com, and we'll have that in the show notes for anybody uh, who's looking. You guys have a like a either a free version or a free trial right now. Yep. Um, but but when folks get in there, like how are people using? Obviously, it's a lead generation tool. Um, what's the what's the model right now? Yeah, so I would say the biggest two ways, like quizzes has been around for a long time, but we what we did is we started focusing on it from a marketing perspective. You know, you had quizzes on BuzzFeed, you had like a the quizars, but what we started doing was like we would do like a quiz, whether it was a fun-based one or it was a serious one, like that the hormone example. Um, so people would go through the quiz, they would opt in to get the results, and then on the results they would get a personalized like feedback of, you know, what their answers meant to them. If it, you know, if it was a hormone quiz, like maybe they had low testosterone or something, and then that could lead towards a specific like product or service recommendation or even just like content recommendation. And so. That was really helpful for the person going through and really engaging. And from a business standpoint, um, you're segmenting leads, you're offering them more personalized like uh, products and services, which should increase your sales. And you're able to look at what are all their answers on that data so you can understand better who your audience is and um, how you can market to them. So that's kind of how it works. Um, you know, people will put it on Facebook is really easy to advertise those quizzes. Uh, websites are great places. We've seen guys like Neil Patel increase their lead capture up to 500% using it on their website. Um, but that's, yeah, those, that's essentially the model. And those are probably like the two biggest places that people use quizzes. Right. That makes sense. Are there, have you guys seen a lot of agencies or have you seen agent? I mean, it sounds like uh, an awesome service for agencies to potentially roll out to their clients. Is there a lot of that right now? Or most of the, obviously maybe percentage wise, most of the customers are just organizations, but in terms of usage, um, is that is that something you've seen a lot? Is agencies using it? Yeah, so there's definitely like a lot of agencies we have on our platform. I don't know of a lot that are just focused where they're just like, you know, we're known as the guys that generate leads using quizzes. For us, we right. found that to be a huge advantage. We were very referable whenever anybody wanted some service like that or they wanted to grow their list. They knew that's all we did. Um, so that was super helpful. But I think largely like uh, it's still like a big untapped market. Like even if you go like, um, look up like how many people are searching for like quizzes for like lead generation. There's not very high search volumes yet. So it's still pretty well, um, unknown. So like when we're marketing or advertising, we're leading with case studies that are like educating people around how they could use them. So similar to like uh, Dropbox or example, like when Dropbox first started, you know, people didn't know that they needed cloud storage. It was something that they had to educate on. So I do think it's a huge opportunity for agencies to be able to sell those services. It's how we built our, our business to over a hundred thousand dollars a month. Um, but I don't think a lot of people are doing it yet. Right. That makes sense. Uh, Jeremy, I'm curious to know, because you've made the transition um, and maybe there's still 
a separate future for Yasmo outside of marketing your own stuff. Maybe that becomes marketing for other organizations again at some point, but but I'm guessing not in the uh, in the immediate future. Uh, what are what are the biggest lessons? I guess <clears throat> either mistakes that you made that you've learned from, or like, hey, this went really well, and this was the key to this. Obviously, having a good product is a big deal. Um, actually, addressing a, a problem that people care about and will pay for, like lead generation, is a big deal. But any keys in terms of making that transition? One of the one of the things that we see so frequently is agencies who want to do that are trying to balance. A staff that needs to service clients and gets pulled hard in that direction, and there's the ups and downs like you talked about, where there's the like the just the classic ebbs and flows of um, we have a client now, or we you know we've got plenty of clients now we're a little bit lower on clients, so there's different levels of availability. It's just hard to stick with something long enough to make it work. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the big takeaways from your transition from Yasmo as an agency to the lead quizzes model? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing was wrapping the like our product into a service, and so um, you know we did that by offering the setup and offering advertising based around the quizzes, um, and so that that helped us build case studies for the thing. It helped us build a lot of like expertise and and domain around like uh, how to make these work. Um, so that was super helpful. But I yeah, I mean I've seen a lot of people make that mistake too, where I have uh, a friend and mentor where they have about a twenty million dollar service business. And they're trying to put like a product together. And so they're just sinking money into it every single month. Um, and I think it's a lot harder because of that. You get stretched out like, you know, like you have to create two different teams. You're not seeing a revenue come in the door. Um, so for us, it was like it was really helpful to build the service around the product. Um, and then like, you know, as we've grown, um, the software revenue increases, you can start to phase out like some of that service work if that's what you choose to do. Right. That makes sense. I noticed also on the site as I was looking through this ahead of time, Jeremy, is that you guys still have at least services listed on the site, um, basically setting up the whole service for somebody, writing the quiz, um, getting that set up. Obviously, you're providing the software as well. Um, but assuming that's still going on, it's not just purely a software play. There's also a servicing component to this. So I guess I have a broad question, and then probably the question that everybody's thinking that you may or may not want to want to answer the broad question is how is that um like i'm assuming obviously that helps a ton with activation in addition to helping with with cash flow as you're building a SaaS. so that's kind of the broad question is how is that uh, model of having services combined with software been for you guys and i think the specific question feel free to address or or uh or not address if you'd rather not but i think that um the other question that would be helpful for agencies to have some idea of, and we've talked about this a little bit with do inbound is from a revenue perspective or cash flow perspective at this point, is there a like rough ballpark on percentages that's that's services and percentages that software? Mm -hmm. How's that? Yeah, for so a loaded, I mean, loaded yeah. two part question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, so it's changed a lot. Like, uh, we do offer like the, the service still, and I think it's something we're starting to phase out. Uh, but the reason we started doing that is because it was a strength. That was the background we came from was the service, the agency side, being able to run ads. Um, and so that was something that naturally we could like we could easily just like add on to it. Um, it also was really helpful with our paid campaigns when we run, we started running Facebook ads. You know, you sell a couple of these packages for twenty five hundred dollars for a setup or, you know, a thousand dollar a month like advertising campaign with with these setups that pays back your ad spend pretty quickly. So uh, from that standpoint, that was like very, very helpful for us starting out. Um, 
And then, yeah, like the service side has become less and less of what we're doing and it's becoming less of a focus as, you know, we just focus in on like, what do we really, really want to be good at? Um, so now like the service side is um, less than 30% of like the total revenue. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's um, that model of providing more premium or like done for you or done with you services early on is I think a much easier way to make the transition out of agency life towards uh towards more of like the software or uh or SaaS space so that's mm-hmm. that's really cool to hear that from uh so i want to i'm jumping around all over the place i've got all kinds of questions written down but from a uh i guess from a ta- more of a tactical perspective in terms of actually the tangible setting up quizzes um any keys or like best practices secrets that you would not really secrets but uh well like tactical pieces that you would tell folks who want to set up or start using or even just experimenting with quizzes um in terms of things that people might not think of out of the box like that might be things related to how long a quiz should be which i'm assuming is kind of persona (laughs) based based off of your audience and and uh specific service that you're providing information you're trying to give but uh whether it's length or offers or outcomes um any anything that you guys have learned that surprised you? Yep. Uh, so I can jump in. Like I think uh, maybe a little bit more comprehensive answer. Like the first thing we look at is like what's the offer going to be after the quiz. So we usually sell a product immediately after the quiz, or we try to get them on like a webinar or phone call, depending on how you're going to sell someone. Uh, but really making a compelling offer. If these if this is cold traffic, meaning like they haven't like opted in with you before, or they haven't bought from you, um, and so doing a compelling offer where it's you know it's something that's. Uh, you know, they're just going to see us compelling. First of all, there's some kind of urgency or scarcity built in. Maybe you offer some bonuses and then maybe there's some risk reversal, like it's a free trial or a money back guarantee, that kind of thing. And then uh, pricing like the the price of your product is priced appropriately. So if it's on a sales page, probably less than $50 uh, for that purchase. If it's through like a webinar, you know, maybe 100 to $300. And then if it's over the phone, you know, it could be uh, tens of thousands of dollars. It could be a huge sale for you. So that's kind of where we start. And then as far as like coming up with a good quiz idea, what we usually look at is like, we'll start by like Googling, um, what are other quizzes out there like it? We can start to look at like places like Quora or Reddit to find out what are questions that our audience is having. Um, and then doing some research like that, uh, maybe looking at like BuzzSumo or like what are the most like shared quizzes in our space or BuzzFeed, what are the most popular quizzes there? Um, and then so we'll start to write the quiz. We'll like focus a lot of time on like the headline um, as you may know, like, uh, the headline can be like a huge make or break. Like if someone doesn't click on your headline or doesn't like find that attractive, all, any other work that you spent was like a waste of time. So we'll spend a lot of time on that. Um, Buzzfeed has great examples of like really good headlines, but you can also just, uh, you know, there's like some headline like uh, generators out there to give you different ideas, but we spend a lot of time there. And then as far as the questions and answers and like results, we try to keep things simple. We found like our uh, having uh, generated almost 3 million users through our software so far, the people that are doing the best and getting over a 50% conversion rate, they're keeping it pretty simple. So usually about eight questions. The questions are very short, meaning like the number of words and characters is very short. They can read it and understand it quickly. The answers are very short, like yes, no, you know, sometimes always like questions like that, not something that you have to read a ton. So you read the question, then you read the answer, and then you have to reread the question. You want to keep it super simple so they can just like flow through it and get it. And so that's what we do. And then uh, as far as lead capture, like I mentioned, like doing that after the questions, a lot of people put it up front. 
It's not as compelling mm-hmm. versus if they answer the questions first and there's some commitment to what they're doing, more interest in like actually opting in. So that's kind of like the general strategy behind it. Okay. That's really helpful. And when you say um, converting 50% or higher, are you talking about folks who are taking the quiz and then converting at the end of the quiz? Or is that folks who are taking the quiz and then purchasing something on the back end of, of the quiz? Yeah. So I, I mean like 50% are like opting in and giving you their contact information. Okay, yep. Yep, that makes sense. Which yep. is still, uh, which is still awesome for uh, for bringing people through. I was like, "There's no way that can be to sale, right?" <laughs> but yeah, but the great. great the great thing about that too is there's more people that want to take it. So like, we'll see cost per lead drop uh, or cost per click drop substantially on like Facebook because it's more engaging. Um, and then same with the uh, the website. I mentioned someone like Neil Patel. Like he increases lead capture by 500% using the quiz. It wasn't entirely because the like the, the lead capture of the quiz was so much higher but part of it was because just more people you know wanted to actually click and like take a quiz like that right right that makes sense that's awesome um so kind of last thing that i'd be i i would be curious about knowing is kind of about the the organization itself at this point um jeremy as far as so a couple questions this is one of the things that we get into a lot on these uh, conversations is just kind of how people have structured their teams right now. So I think that you guys, you, you mentioned Arizona state, um, is the whole team, are you guys remote or, or is everyone in an office in Arizona? What's the, um, geography of the team? Yeah, that's a good question. So we tried doing like the freelancing for like a long time and, uh, that was pretty difficult. We, we realized there's a ton of benefits of having people in the office. Um, so we do have an office in Phoenix, um, and we have like four people in the office here. We have a few people virtual and we actually just set up an office in Serbia, which has uh, six people now. Okay. That's awesome. And, um, in terms of kind of the way that you guys are, uh, structured, I'm assuming heavy on the product side or on the marketing side. Um, where's, where's most of the team right now? Yeah. Most of the teams on the product side right now. Okay. That makes sense. That's awesome. In terms of, uh, any big goals or anything big coming up on the radar for you guys? Um, this is my last, my last tough question. What's, uh, are you looking forward to 2018 here? Obviously as we're, um, coming down the home stretch in 2017, which is crazy already. I feel like this year has just flown by. <laughs> um, any big goals for, uh, for 2018, anything that you guys have kind of in the, in your sights as we look to the future? Yeah. So I think we're just excited about helping a lot more, uh, small businesses generate a lot more leads for their, their business and predictable leads overnight. So, We've been adding about a thousand users a month at this point, so we're really just looking to like scale that up and help those users like get a lot more success. Um, and some of that will just be like acquiring more people, and some of that will be like coming out with more features to continually make like their marketing easier. Right, makes sense. Jeremy, that's awesome. You guys have a great story, and um, I think it's going to be helpful for agencies to hear and inspiring to see. Uh, kind of where you guys have come from and, and where you've gone. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing. Um, obviously, we'll link up uh, definitely leadquizzes.com in the show notes. Um, is there any other place that you'd want to point people in terms of following what you guys are up to or uh, or keeping track of, of your growth? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, leadquizzes.com. If you want to connect with me personally, I mainly use uh, Facebook. So facebook.com slash jellens, J-E-L-L-E-N-S. Um, or Twitter too. I respond there as well. That's awesome. Jeremy, thanks so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Gray. Want more great episodes like this one? Hey, I'm Gray McKenzie, a host here on Agency Journey. 
I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little overwhelmed when I find a new podcast. There are so many great episodes and great guests, it's hard to know which ones to listen to first. That's why we put together a list of the top 10 most downloaded episodes of Agency Journey. And you can get a copy of that list, plus all of our notes and takeaways, just by texting the word "do inbound" to 44222. Again, that's do inbound, all one word, to 44222. Standard text rates apply. You don't want to miss these great episodes. Text do inbound to 44222 now.